You're listening to Soul Spark with Sarah Godfrey. Hi, I'm Sarah, and I'm so glad you're here with me today. I believe that every person has their own inner light. It's their innate goodness and strength. My desire is to share stories, inspiration, and applicable ideas that will help you feel your own inner light ignite. Today I have a special treat for you and it's also really good news because as I'm sure you can tell my voice not so good right now it even sounds worse than my head (laughs) but luckily I actually have an interview that I'm sharing with you guys today my very first interview I've been wanting to do an interview for a really long time I'm going to be doing more I just took that little bit of bravery. I gave myself a deadline by episode 20 to do it, and here I am doing it. So I want you to know I'm being brave and practicing what I'm preaching. Today, my interview is with Emily Ruth McIntosh. Emily is such a gem. I love her so much. She is one of my favorite people to follow online, and I feel like if we were in person with each other. We'd be really good friends and would hang out. I love the things that she shares. I'm sure you are going to just fall in love with her and be like, wow, she is so wise, which she is. It was so fun to chat with Emily. Almost as good as meeting in person. Almost. She shares some really great wisdom with you about love and about compassion and just approaching life with a little grace to yourself. I hope that you enjoy listening to this interview today. Okay, you guys, I have a special treat for you today. I have Emily Ruth. Do you go by Emily Ruth McIntosh now? You know, uh, so many people just know me as Emily Ruth, so I've kind of stuck with it, and my husband is cool about that. So, but yeah, you can call me Emily Ruth McIntosh. That is my name. So, awesome. yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited that you are coming to do an interview on my podcast. Yeah. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for having me. I, I just really enjoy what you share online, and I love your podcast, and I love getting to know you on all these channels. Maybe that's a little creepy because it's kind of one sided, but I think no. if we lived in the same city we'd be hanging out on the regular that's it's my, true that's my it's, opinion. <laughs> it's totally not one-sided <laughs> yeah don't worry I follow your stuff <laughs> that's why I asked you to come interview oh, thank you yeah well I'm glad that we're chatting even though I'm like 600 miles away but I know it's good technology so cool we take what we can get yeah. yeah tell us a little bit about yourself Emily um let's see I'm a human <laughs> I am uh currently in grad school so I'm a little I don't know got a lot of balls in the air which I think probably most of your listeners can empathize with I think any any woman really these days has a lot of balls that they're juggling mm-hmm. um we just moved into a major fixer upper so we are like in the thick of tearing out walls and cabinets and all that good stuff um in the midst of all that, we have some kids. I just had a baby too. So we've got two older boys that are eight and 11. And then I have a four month old and gosh, what else? I don't know. What else? <laughs> that feels like me right now. Yeah. What are you studying for grad school? I'm in a marriage and family therapy program. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm loving it. And you always share really great stuff about body image. Mm. And yeah, yeah that's a that is a passion of mine for sure. Totally. Yeah. How did I forget that? That's like kind of <laughs> how I got into the whole Instagram world is I was like, okay, I want to talk about this thing that, you know, was gosh, on and off for like most of my life, body image stuff. And so yeah. I kind of just started, you know, talking about that, which a lot of people, there's so many great 
great accounts out there and people to follow. And, and I, I'm in really good company. I feel like mm-hmm. the, the movement, it's a movement. A lot of us are sharing as, as you are. Yeah. Totally. Kind of sharing our story. Totally. Yeah. I just had two questions we're going to focus on today. So first one is tell us about a defining moment or an experience that you have in your life or have had in your life and why that time in your life still matters to you. Mm. This, oh, this is a good question and it's a hard one. And I kind of, okay. Can I give like a, just a really quick backstory history? Absolutely. Whatever. Tell us everything you want. <laughs> okay. So my, let's start on a happy note. My first marriage ended in divorce mm-hmm. and my, my former husband and I were in a really good co-parenting relationship now. And I, I don't want to speak for him, but when we divorced, it's been almost eight years. Um, it was really tender for both of us after that. And so I fell into this oppressive, abusive relationship really soon after that. And when that ended, I, the pendulum swung the other direction and I got into a really disconnected long distance relationship. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And so like in a really short period of time, I had all these like failures, right? Or like that's yeah. how I, I define myself as like, I'm a failure. Like I'm a relationship failure. And so that I would say, uh, you know, five years ago, I would have defined myself by those moments, mm. all those fa- failures. But obviously, you know, I, I needed to work some things out in therapy. Some traumas weren't healed and I it was just super hard to not label myself a failure. And I, and I know I'm not alone in that. I know that there are so many amazing women who have been through hard things and we don't know how else to, to make sense of it. And so we just feel like, well, that, that was a failure. So, yeah, totally. So in thinking about this question, I think my, my initial response, you know, thinking about five years ago would have been like, wow, well, my divorce or like, um, you know, some of these other things that happened to me Mm -hmm. would have been really defining. But as I think about it, I actually think the most defining moment for me has been in choosing to love my husband now mm. and, and choosing to, to allow myself to be loved and yeah. in this relationship. That's probably the hardest thing, honestly. It's terrifying. Which, which sounds so weird to say that like choosing to walk forward and step into like a healthy relationship, that that was so hard when like I was letting myself get into these, you know, really bad situations really quickly. Mm-hmm. And somehow that wasn't hard, but then doing something good for myself in that way, stepping into a really good relationship, letting myself love, letting myself be loved. Yeah. That was defining. And it has changed everything. We, so we first met before some of that drama happened and then we reconnected almost four years ago mm-hmm. and we were married about a year after we reconnected. And that was just such I, I just didn't want to think that I was dating him. I was like, oh no, we're hanging out because I was not going to admit I was dating again. I was like, no, that's not happening. Anyway. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I would say. Loving someone and allowing myself to be loved. That's probably. Yeah. I love that. It's, and I get it. Like I've only, this is, I'm only in my first marriage and I'm hoping that it yeah, will that, be the only one. There. <laughs> it is still so scary to continuously step into that over and over and over again. Like, how do you feel like that's changed you? Mm. Well, it's every day, a little bit, a little bit of changing. You know, there's Dr. David Schnarch. I don't know if you've heard, if you know his work. So he, he says that marriage as imperfect as it, as it seems is doing exactly what it's designed to do. Mm -hmm. And that is to expose our immaturities and to pressure us to become better people. And oh my heck, that is what this is doing for me. And so in some ways, like when it's been hard, like there's part of me that's like, but this is a good marriage. Like it shouldn't be hard. 
No, <laughs> it absolutely, <laughs> it absolutely will be hard. And, and almost that's why it's good. Oh, that's why it's good because <laughs> it is exposing all kinds of immaturities in me and, and pressuring me to, to look at myself and to step up and become better. Yeah. Just a little bit every day, I think. Yeah. Thank you so much. I love that. It really is what it's supposed to do. You know, earlier you said that before you had just been living from that place of believing that you're a failure and that's why those things happen. Like, how did you get out of thinking that way about yourself? Oh my gosh. I think it felt for me like I was, I was in, um, I was trying to fill the Grand Canyon in with a teaspoon. Yeah. That's a weird image. I don't know why that comes to my mind, but like, it just felt like there was this huge hole in me, this huge, you know, uh, void. Mm-hmm. And I was just sitting there trying to fill it in with a teaspoon. And for me, when I finally decided to, this may sound weird, but when I decided to surrender that to my creator mm-hmm. and say, I can't fill this Grand Canyon with yeah. this teaspoon. It, I don't have it in me. It's not possible. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. And when I surrendered that, it's just a lot easier. <laughs> oh, totally. You know? Yeah. 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 I think there's such, there's this interesting dichotomy, like of two things that are both very true of like, there's the truth that like you are a- enough and worthy and lovable right now. But then there's also the truth that like you need your higher power yeah. because without your higher power, you aren't enough. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think right now there's a lot in the air about self-help and, you know, self-care and fixing ourselves. And I, I, I kind of want to go right against that and, yeah. and push against that a little bit and think, you know what, I can't heal myself to like fully. There are things I can do. There's action I can take. And I'm certainly not a powerless being. Mm -hmm. My creator has given me tools and given me resources to do as much as I can. But when I can admit to myself that I can't do this alone, I need my higher power. I need my community. Mm -hmm. I need my family. Mm -hmm. I need all the people around me. And I really have this strong belief that we are... (sighs) Again, I'm, this is, you know, the doctrine of Emily here, but I, love it. I, f- I feel like we're put in our place in life, surrounded by the people that we're surrounded by. And, and you know, like people may come in and out of our orbit. If you think of us like planets or, mm-hmm. you know, like stars or something, like the people in our lives will come in and out of our orbit. And, and to take a little side trip here, that's another thing that I think I took personally a lot is when people would come in and then out of my life. I took it really personally, like, oh my gosh am I not okay enough to be in their orbit or, you know what I mean? Yeah. I relate. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I was just, you know, the other day listening to your friendship episode, mm-hmm. just nodding my head in solidarity the whole time because oh, thank you. You know, it just really resonates for me. And I'm sure a lot of your listeners, if not all your listeners, but um, anyway, so that's kind of a long way of saying, I, I think that we, we're in a place in our community, in our lives to be, influenced by the people that we need to be influenced by for good. Sometimes people are blessing in our life because they're, they're very helpful, you know, in a, I don't know how to say this, but like in a, in a real soft, like butterflies and rainbows kind of way. And then yeah. sometimes people are hard and mm-hmm. that is what and we need to learn different lessons from those relationships. So totally, you know, totally. It's like, Marie Kondo. <laughs> like, mm. You just thank them for teaching you like what yes. you don't want or what you don't need or what you don't like. <laughs> yes. 
And that's also a blessing and a gift. And then you can let go of it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And having compassion for ourselves and compassion for them, recognizing that we are all doing the best we can. Yeah. And our best sometimes doesn't look great, but totally, it's okay. And my best doesn't look great every day. Sometimes, you know, I feel like I'm rocking it. And other times I am like so low. And then there's people who are going to be in my life who their, their best may be really hard for me that at that point. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. I need to have compassion. So yeah. You just kind of have an attitude of just having grace for it all. Another one of the questions that I wanted to ask you was a philosophy that you have on living life and how, how you got that philosophy and how you implement it. You know, what I was talking about earlier with, with uh, Dr. David Schnart, that idea of marriage being imperfect, but it's doing what it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. I would say that I kind of can apply that in any relationship right? I mean, we, yeah. we've kind of been saying that, but yeah. any relationship really is, is going to do what it, I think it's meant to do to, to pressure us into better people. Mm-hmm. So that's probably what I say. That's, that's the philosophy. I would say that's one philosophy. Yeah. I think another one that I just kind, kind of like my daily mantra would be uh, do what I can. Mm. <laughs> do, yeah. do what you can do what you can Emily and and maybe that's because I I uh you know you you hear I love Brooke White she's on you know I think probably most people know who Brooke White is but um she's always saying do your best and I love that but some of us can get a little hung up on this idea of like our best yeah like well my best is like that one like week in my life when I was just <laughs> rocking it and I was all these things and I was just you know what I mean and so totally sometimes I'm never in competition with other people like truly I've never had that that, that's not a thing for me. I've never felt like I'm in competition with other people, but I am one of those that I'm in competition with my past self, like all mm-hmm. the time. Like, yeah. Oh, well back then I could do this back then I could totally. do that and I can't do that now. Well, I'm in a different season of my life mm-hmm. and I'm doing other things now. And so my best may just be what I can do. Just yeah. Do what I can do. I don't yeah. know. Is that a weird... <laughs> No, I love that. I feel like those of us who are in recovery from perfectionism can relate so much to that because like, I don't know, when you're a perfectionist, it's like, oh, but I'm capable of so much more yeah. and like nothing's good enough. And yeah. instead of just like yeah. do what you can, just mm-hmm. put whatever you can out there, show up for a life and show up. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. That maybe I'll maybe I'll tweak it to that. Show <laughs> just show up, Emily. However that looks, just show up. Do what I can. That's kind of my yeah. because I I yeah, I was so paralyzed for so long mm-hmm. with perfectionism. Yeah. Um and a while for a while. So there was five years where I was a single mom. And for a while, man, I can't even believe the stuff I got done as a single mom with two little kids. Like I don't I don't even know how I did it. I, the only thing I can explain is that there were angels like all around me just helping me do stuff. Cause I look back and I'm like, how was I so productive? How could I do all these things? And now, I mean, my my kids are older, they're actually really helpful. Like having, mm-hmm. having a baby this time around in many ways has been easier because you know, they're changing diapers for me and they're like doing stuff for me. Yeah. And I, sometimes I think back to that time when I was a single mom, I'm like, how did I do that? How come I can't be that productive anymore? And I just realized I just have to show up. I just have to keep showing up every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's going to look different every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just nice to be like, okay with that, like yeah. fully okay with that. Yeah. I feel like that's been a big thing for me and also recovering from perfectionism, you know, is uh, showing up, but not just like in my own little space, but like mm. out in the world, like I know Whoa. this isn't perfect, 
here it is anyway. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. Because yeah, so much of perfectionism is like what it looks like from the outside. We want to have that perfect facade. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Speaking for myself, I'm not going to speak for anyone else, but for me, it's been like, yeah, mm-hmm. I want to look, I want to look really perfect from the outside. Totally. And oh my gosh. So to put yourselves out there and for you, like as an entrepreneur or as someone, you know, who mm-hmm. you have a presence online, like we want to look like we have our stuff together. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> and that's hard to be real and authentic and like show that we're human. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. You share so much about just being kind and caring to yourself. And I think that that shows in the way that you show up with your people that you love and care for, you know, that when you can be that for yourself, you can offer that to other people as well. Yeah, that's, that's my hope. I mean, because I think when we can give that compassion to ourselves, it's so much easier to give it to others. Oh, yeah. But you know what? It actually works both ways. I think um, a lot of people say that we can't love others until we love ourselves. And that's another thing I kind of want to fly in the face of because I'm going to say, I don't think I learned how to love myself until I had children and I was loving them. That was, that was a really key thing for me. And I'm not saying it works that way for everyone. Clearly other people have different experiences. But that may not be every person's experience that we have to love ourselves before we can love other people. Because I I truly do not think I knew how to serve, which for me has been a key component of loving. I don't think I knew how to serve really until I had kids. Totally. Yeah. I feel like they're both an inroad we can take to learning about love. Like, one of my friends, I went to one of her events and she talked to, like we did this affirmation thing at the end, like meditation. And one of the things she pictured, she was like, picture how much you love your children. I was like, oh, like let yourself be filled up with that love. And she's like, that's your capacity for love. Like you can love yourself that much too. And I was, I was just oh, like, oh, that way. is mind blowing. <gasps> Yeah. Wow. Learning how to love my kids and have that ability to love and to give way more than I ever thought was possible, mm-hmm. like can help me love myself more and to give to myself more too. So yeah, I think totally with what you're saying that you need to just learn to love and let it permeate mm. all part, all thing, relationships. Ooh, that's a quotable right there. Throw that on a meme. <laughs> Put that on your Instagram. I love that. Wait, how did you say that? You said uh, permeate, something about permeate. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I've got it <laughs> Go recorded. back and listen. Yeah, I'll go back find and listen. Out. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I love that. That, that uh, when we can feel, really sit in that space of like feeling how much we love our children or our partner or whoever it is in our life that we can really feel that deep, yeah. deep love for that that's our capacity and we can let it permeate. I love that. That's cool. Is there anything else that you wanted to share with us? Just keep showing up. Yeah. Keep showing up. Anyone who hears this, come find me. Tell me what you're learning because I just feel like there are so many people that I am learning from right now on social media. And I, I love when I have a random stranger message me and say, hey, this thing that you said hit me this way. And I'm like, whoa, I never thought of it like that. But like, you know, they take it and they sort of, what's that word? Metabolize it maybe yeah. or, you know, and then it shows up for them in their lives. Like a principle can show up for them in their life in a slightly different way, in a way that I wouldn't have thought of. And yeah. anyway, I just love people. I love people, Sarah. I love people too. too, And it's, it's been good for me to realize how much I love people. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I know. I know. As introverts, it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. And especially when you've been through painful things, it's like Mm -hmm. hard to own that like relationships and people and connections still matters to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
because the easy thing would be to not, you know? Yeah. Well, supposedly easy. It's actually worse. It's I actually think, worse. <laughs> it seems easier from the outside. Yeah. 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 So where can everybody find you? Well, my website is currently down. We had a little situation. <laughs> So I have no website. Okay. Probably the most reliable place for people to find me is um, just my Instagram. I'm at Emily Ruth underscore. And I just, the purpose of that account has kind of morphed over the last few years. It's kind of ever changing and evolving. So I don't know. But when you hear this podcast, it could be in three years and who knows <laughs> what my Instagram will look like then. But that's where they can find me. And I'll have, link. you know, I've got a, what do they call that? A link tree to mm-hmm. anything that I have going on. I've got some things coming up, but I'm a little unsure on the dates. I will say I've got, I'm going to run a group on boundaries. If you're, if boundaries are a thing that um, you're struggling with, the, the training and the certification that I got is called uh, Healthy Boundaries for Kind People. I love which, that. Right? I think, I think really everyone's a kind person. When we have our unkind moments, that's a moment. That doesn't define us. But I think everyone's a kind person and boundaries are for everybody. And really our capacity to love grows when we can have healthy boundaries. So mm-hmm. I'm going to run a group. I was thinking it would be at the end of this month, but with my house renovation, things may be pushed back. But I'll put all that stuff on my Instagram and, okay. and people can find me there. Awesome. That sounds so good. And I just have to put like, you guys, Emily is amazing. She just, how old is your baby? He's four and a half, almost five months next week, I guess. Yeah. And she's in grad school and is remodeling her house (laughs) and married and has two older boys, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Eight and 11. So she does lots of great things and she always shares so much light and clear, clear perspective on things like you shut down a lot of untruth that's being circulated. I love it. So thank you. Thank you for saying that. I appreciate that, Sarah. (laughs) Thank you so much for meeting with us today. Well, thank you for having me. It's been fun. Scratchy man voice, Sarah is back. And you guys, wasn't Emily so amazing? I am going to put a link to her Instagram in the show notes, as well as my friend, Ashley Turner. She's the one who gave me that amazing meditation about filling your capacity for love. I'll put her in the show notes as well. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you can feel that light inside of you. And I hope that you know that I didn't give that light to you. That light is yours and trusting it can get you through whatever life sends your way. Whether it's a big hardship or just a little fear of trying something new, you are good and you are strong. Carry that truth with you. Feel your light ignite. Thanks for joining me. We'll see you guys next time.